Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in our Warriors Weekly Podcast, Game 4 edition. John Dickinson joined by Bonte Hill. The Warriors lose Game 4 tonight at Oracle Arena. The Raptors get it done again winning both games, uh, three and four, in Oakland, and the Warriors find themselves uh, in an unfamiliar place, Bonte. I know they have come back from 3-1 in the past in 2016, but the Warriors had home court advantage in that series. They had game five and game seven uh, in Oakland at Oracle Arena. This actually is uncharted territory for this team, having to win two games out of the next three uh, on the road to three-peat. Yeah, it's a tall order for the Golden State Warriors, especially without Kevin Durant, who who knows if he's ever going to come back in this series and whether or not we've seen the last of him in a Golden State Warriors uniform. Toronto's just been the better team. They've controlled the pace. And even in the first half where outside of Kawhi Leonard, where they didn't get much from anybody, they, stung, they hung in the game by playing solid defense. Just, I mean, I was so impressed with the way, J.D., they chased Curry around off the ball. They did not give him any breathing room. And I thought Curry made a mistake by taking the ball out of Steph Curry's hands. But Toronto was aware. Serge Ibaka was great on both ends. Uh, And then what can you say about Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard is just special. Special. He scores 14 of their 17 points in the first quarter. And then bang, bang, right out of the gates after halftime saying, and that's what superstars do. That's what superstars do when they smell blood. He knows what time it is. It's a game four, a pivotal game. You can go up 3-1. And and Kawhi Leonard, he channeled his inner Jordan, his inner Kobe, his inner Shaq, his inner Dirk. And he's having a Dirk Nowitzki-like run in this postseason carrying the Raptors until everybody else starts to hit big shots and everybody else started hitting big shots. Big threes from Danny Green. Big buckets from Siakam. A big three from Marc Gasol there in the second half. I mean, you got to be impressed with this Toronto Raptors team. And everybody, you know, J.D., immediately after the game, somebody asked me, do you think the Warriors are just tired from all the games they've played in the last five years? Sure, they're tired, but let's not use that as, a, as an excuse. They are just getting beat and dissected by a better team right now. And the Raptors had been the better team in these first four games. Yeah, and the depth just isn't there for the Warriors. I mean, that's you know, the Raptors have six, seven eight players that all can be effective, and right now the Warriors have Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins was ineffective again for a second consecutive game. Andrew Bogut can only give you so much. Sean Livingston and Iguodala can only give you so much. Those guys all playing, especially Iguodala, far past uh, the limits uh, by which the Warriors would, would want to be using him. And, and it's been out of necessity because they haven't had Kevin Durant. So I think now the question starts to become, you know, does do the players that have to keep playing for the Warriors to do this, do they have enough left in the tank? I do think that's a, a fair question uh, because you know the one thing I think we can say at the end of this game tonight, and look, I'm going to put it this way because I think if any team – can come back from three run down with two on the road, it's this Warriors team. It's that core of Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. So I would never rule 
them out completely from having a chance to do it. But the one thing that I think the Raptors have likely proven, it's that they're the better team without Kevin Durant in the fold. And it's something I thought about before the series. I remember I got a lot of heat for saying that, hey, this Warriors team might get swept by Toronto or Milwaukee without Kevin Durant. Now, I took that back and said, all right, this is going to be a really tough series. And then I threw my blue and yellow goggles on and picked the Warriors and win the series. But this was the way this is playing out is the way I saw this playing out without Kevin Durant initially. Because the role players, you mentioned J.D., counting on these role players to do things they haven't done all season. Quinn Cook, a great story. But you saw him tonight, 0 for 5, short on a lot of jumpers. You just, there's a, there's, Quinn Cook is capable of having a nice game here and there. But you can't pencil in, you know, Quinn Cook has given you something every game. You just can't do it. And, And unfortunately, the Warriors have a lot of players like that right now. And unfortunately, DeMarcus Cousins is one of those players right now. As much, you know, he's just not healthy. He's not in condition. Can he have one 20-point game in a finals? Yes. One game where he's extremely effective? Yes. So it's, it's, it's not just Cook and McKinney. It, it's, it falls all the way in line with even a guy like DeMarcus Cousins who, who looked, I'm going to have to use the term, he looked unplayable. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was sure in the hell going to say, J.D., and he did look unplayable. And Steve Kerr gave him a quick hook in the second half, and he wasn't happy, but hey, you're not playing well. You're not defending well. You're blowing defensive assignments. You're not, you're not knowing what your pick-and-roll assignment is. And then offensively, uh, he's not the most vertical guy. He doesn't, he doesn't have the most hops. But then Ibaka was just eating him up. Mark Gasol eating him up. So DeMarcus Cousins, look, I applaud the effort. I applaud what he's done this year. Hustling back to get back from that Achilles tear. Hustling back to get, you know, to try to help this team from the left-torn quad. Admirable. I, I applaud the guy for the hard work he's put in this season. But he just don't got it right now. He just doesn't have it. Um, and this Raptors team, hey, look, Nick Nurse, a lot of people didn't know about Nick Nurse. He is coaching circles around the Warriors. He is getting his after-the-timeout sets have just been beautiful. Beautiful. And, and one thing about the Raps team, J.D., and I noticed it in game one. First, look, in game one we said, okay, they're hitting a lot of shots at the buzzer at the end of the shot clock. Maybe that's, that's luck. That's not going to happen the rest of the series. Well, guess what? It happened in game three, and it happened tonight in game number four. When the shot clock hits seven seconds or less, they remain composed. They remain composed, and they still get good quality shots, and they make you have to defend for a full 24 seconds, which, J.D., we talked about this before, in the NBA. Teams don't like to defend for a full 24 seconds. It's tough enough to get them to defend for 15, 18 seconds, 20 seconds. You've got to defend them for a full 24 seconds, and the Warriors haven't been able to do that. And thank you very much for this nice little brew, because I need it right now, J.D., yeah, so the Warriors drop game four. They now trail in the series three games to one. They're headed back to Toronto for game five on Monday, and the Warriors are going to have to make history. You know, I was going through you know, the, the different times that you know, teams have come back, and obviously it's happened one time in NBA Finals history, and it was Cleveland doing it, and Cleveland won two games in this building to do it, uh, going back to, to 2016. Uh, but other than that, and there were some extenuating special circumstances there with Draymond Green being suspended for Game 5, it hasn't happened. 
we were talking about at some point this becoming real for the Raptors, what they have an opportunity to do. It's going to be real now for them at home uh, on Monday night. And the Warriors said all the right things, I, I think, in the postgame press conference and, and down uh, in the locker room. I mean, I think you know, you're going to get you're going to get a Herculean effort, I think, from this squad uh, on Monday to try and save it and to try and get one more game back in this building. But the the question remaining, and I just ask it again, is this team good enough without Durant to make it happen? And I, you know, I kind of threw it out on Twitter. I took, I took, it, it was a fact to do with what you want. I, it wasn't. There was no opinion attached to it, but it is a fact that the Warriors are 1-6 and six in their last seven finals games when they haven't had Kevin Durant. So, yeah. I, I mean, right. think about that. Right. right, and you know what? You know what's so funny? I'm glad you brought that up, J.D., because a lot of Warrior fans have told me over the last three years they could have won the championships the last two years without Kevin Durant. You and I have agreed. You and I have been on the same page on this. You're not winning two championships without Kevin Durant because of that guy, LeBron James. You had nobody to defend or offset what he did on the basketball floor. So you had to bring in Kevin Durant. And then all the people, the idiots, the idiots that created this narrative that the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant. I mean, how laughable was that? How laughable was that? The Warriors are more fun. They're better. They move around. They move the ball around better. It's just all this hogwash. I'm st- I hate to sound old right there, JD, but damn it, the, the, the fact that we're now seeing this play out saying that hey, the Warriors aren't better without Kevin Durant, and everybody sees that. Now we got to now everybody's begging for KD, and now JD's waving for somebody to open these beers up. But look, you're not winning the championships the last two years without Kevin Durant. We need we need our cut we need our cut man Tim Jordan to come over here. You know, our cut man, Tim, Tim Jordan, Tim's like, Jesus, guys, am I not doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Am I not doing it? Yeah, Tim, TJ's got his little pouch with it. Yeah, he's got, he's got some, some pliers and, yeah, he, yeah, he's just going to rip, he's just going to rip that right off. Yeah, cheer to 3-1. To 3-1 and another trip to Toronto in which we may be flying to a funeral. What I'm worried about is if Toronto does win that championship, how the hell are we going to get back to the hotel? That city's going to be on fire if they clinch the championship on Monday night. They're going to be up all night. Good luck walking through those streets. It'd be pretty amazing when you think about it. And, and what, the first Canadian championship going back all the way to, what, Joe Carter, right? In, in 1993. Yeah. Canadians haven't won since the early 90s. So, yeah, you're right, J.D., last time they won was when Joe Carter hit that home run in game six against the Phillies. So the Warriors are, are up against it here. And, again, I, I mean, I just I, I keep coming back to, you know, the latest on, on Kevin Durant. I know it was ESPN, I believe, reporting that Durant did get a, a workout in, but it didn't go well uh, today. I mean, who knows? The question actually didn't get asked in the postgame press conference. I was telling the guys on, on Warriors wrap-up, uh, it, it slipped my mind, and it slipped everybody's mind uh, in the post game. I think just because there was such a shock that the Warriors got beat tonight, uh, it, it slipped everybody's mind to ask Steve Kerr if Durant was able to go through uh, any kind of any kind of workout and how he came out of it. So all of that, uh, unless it leaks out, is going to have to wait until Sunday morning in Toronto, the next time that uh, the Warriors are available and, and Steve Kerr is available. You know what? I just proceeded forward here that Kevin Durant's not going to play. It's not going to play because, yeah. again, J.D., we were up in Toronto. 
I know what I was told. I know the source that told me. And then Chris Haynes later followed up that that report and basically said Kevin Durant would be back by game number four. And the fact that Kevin Durant wasn't back. Or, or game five at the latest. I would say game five at the latest. Because it was middle of the series. And, if, and I think the loosest interpretation of middle of the series is the three games in the middle. I'm trying to think of what is the... What is the arc in which that could fall under in the loosest interpretation? And it would be three, four, five is in the middle, one, two, six, seven, or, or bookending that. Right. Apparently, the Kevin Durant workout didn't go well on any level, according to everybody. I mean, I wow, what a way to go out! What a way to end the season here with all the injuries, and you know, everybody else would be like, hey, the Warriors were fortunate to play other teams shorthanded. You know, we talk about the championship in 2015 when Kyrie Irving gets hurt in game number one, Kevin Love was out in that series with the shoulder injury. Sure, LeBron James had a struggle. Took the, took the series to six games, Warriors win. They were fortunate. The next year, they weren't so fortunate. Steph Curry's playing through a knee injury. He gets a suspension with Draymond Green in game five of that series. Bogey gets hurt in game five. Iguodala's looking like an old man in game six. Something happened with his back. Boom, you get hit with the injury bug. Sure, the Warriors have been fortunate along the way to play team shorthanded, but that's part of winning championships. Health is a big reason. Yeah, you need a little luck on your side. Telling me the Patriots haven't had luck on their side when they've won their championships or any team in baseball here. Uh, you got to have the Boston Red Sox, for example, had luck on their side a couple times uh, on their run to the World Series last year. So nobody's going to make excuses. Nobody is. But to go out like this to a team that's been very, very good, now you're going to enter one of the most pivotal off-seasons in this franchise's history. Well, and I'm going let, to let's let's hold off on that just yet because we may we may be doing that show Monday night and you'll be doing it Tuesday and and Wednesday and Thursday if if game 5 doesn't go the Warriors way and on into the summer with with Pop as well. But I want to put I want I do want to throw this one at you. Uh because and you know you saw a couple tweets about it tonight. Uh if the Warriors lose this series and Durant winds up not playing, let's say they lose Monday. Durant doesn't play in the series, and the Warriors lose. How will that change how Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are viewed? Because at that point, it would be, yes, you won the three, three and five, but you also, the only time you won without Kevin Durant was against a, an injury-ravaged Cleveland team in six games. So those conversations are going to start to be had uh, if the Warriors wind up not somehow completing this historic comeback. It's unfortunate that that's going to come up because this is one of the greatest five-year runs we've ever seen in NBA history. All the regular season wins, the way they play, and the league has basically copied their style of play. No doubt. The switch, I mean, look at the Raptors' defense switching everything. Switching everything defensively with Ron Adams, switching everything, the way they shoot the ball, the way they pass the ball, the way they cut. They took the San Antonio system and took it to another level. So the Warriors changed basketball forever. They changed the game. Now, there's going to be people that pick at certain things. Hey, they beat the Grizzlies when Conley was banged up. Hey, they beat this team. They beat the Rockets last year. Chris Paul got hurt in the last, you know, in, in game five and missed game six and seven. They're all going to pick at something. It happens. It happens with the Bulls dynasty. It happens with Kobe and Shaq. Because Sacramento fans will tell you game six in that series in the Western Conference Finals. The biggest travesty possibly in NBA history. Um, that series was over. Plus the Robert Ory shot in game number four where the Kings dominated that game. Plus, plus 
the fact that Kings had a double-digit lead in Game Seven, which is the which is actually the one. Nobody talks about it. Being a Kings fan at the time, that's actually the one. Believe it or not, that that bothers me the most. Going back was Game Seven, and you're right. Game Four and Game Six are the ones that get talked about more than the other two. But having a home Game Seven and not being able to come through when you have the lead, I think that was actually the toughest pill to follow uh, to swallow as somebody that was a was a Kings fan at that point in time. There's no doubt. And then on the flip side of this Warriors run. Nobody ever talks – they talk about Cleveland coming back in 3-1. There's no doubt in my mind that if Draymond Green plays in Game 5, with the way the Cavaliers went out in Game 4, that series was over. It was a wrap. Kiki threw the Cavaliers a lifeline. And granted, they – Game 7. Oh, they earned it. They won 6 and game 7. Seven, game 7 tied up in the last four minutes. Who wants it? Who wants it? Cleveland Cavaliers, the, the Cavs made the – the big shot with Kyrie Irving over Steph, they had to block there, and Kevin Love played Deion Curry. That's your ball game. Final, final question I got for you, and we can throw this around, and we'll, we'll get out of here because it's going to be a long weekend, and, and I'm going to be Bustiny Saturday, and then we're both taking flights, and uh, there's a lot going on here. If the Warriors wind up 3-2 and two in these last five NBA Finals, did they do enough? Yeah, I would say so. Three championships is three championships. Three championships is what the Celtics won in the 80s with Larry Bird and McHale and Parrish, Danny Ainge and Dennis Johnson, Bill Walton off the bench. I mean, three championships is hard. It's a hard league to win championships in. Like, I bet you the Celtics, after they won it with KG, the next year the Celtics had the best record in the league. And they would have won it if he hadn't gotten hurt. He gets hurt. They lose in the playoffs. The next year they take the Lakers to seven. They only get one champion. And they might have three-peated, actually, if, if KG hadn't gotten hurt. Hello. Thank you, J.D. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, look at Miami. Because, think- I mean, if they win in eight and nine, they probably wind up winning in ten. Or maybe the Lakers do things that, because they didn't win in previous years, that change how their team looks. They at least go back-to-back. They at least go back-to-back, in my opinion. You're, you're right on with me because the Celtics are special. And then KG hurts his knee, and he was never the same. What about the Miami Heat? We think about the Miami Heat and the Heatles. Well, they won. I think there is some people who tell you they didn't win enough. They didn't win enough. They choked the Mavericks series. Well, LeBron James shrunk in that moment. They lose that series. They go back-to-back, and the Spurs just, I mean, dissected them. But you get two rings. I think if you go 3-2, and two, J.D., and you think about where this Warriors organization come, came from, I think you've got to look back and say, you know what, yeah, they lost two finals. Yeah, it's going to leave a bitter taste in a lot of Warriors fans' mouth. But you got three rings. And you came out of, like, 2014-15, I know Ethan Sherwood Strauss picked the Warriors to win the championship. I didn't think, what? Steve Kerr's first year? How is this team going to go from losing in the first round all of a sudden to win an NBA championship? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So they came out of nowhere. They changed the game. You win 73 games in a regular season. Sure, you don't end that season with a championship. You go get Kevin Durant. You go go out there and light the league up. You go 16-1 and in the playoffs. Then last year, you rallied back from Houston. It's a hell of a run. It's a hell of a run. I think if you're a Warriors fan, sure, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to always think about the losses, right? I still think about the Niners losing the 1990 NFC Championship to the New York Giants 15-13. Matt Barr, I still get pissed off about that. I still get pissed off about the Kyle Williams game or the Seahawks game. But you think back to the championships, you're like, well, hell, they damn near three-peated in the NFL. You think about the Giants runs. Yeah, you're ticked off about game six against the Angels. But you know what? They came back and won three championships in five years a decade later. I think if you're a Warriors fan, yeah, you're going to look back and say, yeah, we're three and two. But, man, this was some special basketball we saw. Special basketball.
He's Bonte Hill. I'm John Dickinson. Now that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you post-game five as the Warriors try and survive and force another game inside Oracle Arena. Uh, it's our Warriors Weekly Podcast. Game four, NBA Finals edition here, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.